the worst thing you've had or seen done by someone who was supposed to be a professional? Dentists will appreciate this one. My girlfriend at the time was unhappy with the appearance of her teeth, and rather than go with orthodontics, which my very professional dentist had recommended, opted to go the instant solution of crowns and veneers, nearly a dozen in all, suggested by a dentist at some random strip mall. Doing this work required she get six root canals. Her appointment for the work was a Friday at about 2 p.m. They worked on her for three hours, and when it was 5 p.m., it was quitting time. They stopped work, put a temporary bridge on her, and said they'd see her in two weeks, when her next appointment was scheduled, and sent her home. Once the lidocaine wore off, she was in agonizing pain. By Sunday, she literally asked me to kill her. Calls to the dentist service went unreturned. Monday morning, she called and was told the pain was normal and they wouldn't see her earlier. That afternoon, I called my dentist, explained the situation, and brought her in immediately. He gave her some lidocaine, which provided instant relief, and then took the temporary bridge off. Next, he said out loud, holy crap, and told his assistant to get the camera and took about 50 pictures. He left and went into his office and then came back, put the temp on, gave her a script for Percocet, and told us to call her dentist again and make an appointment. We did it and it was scheduled for 7am the next morning. Apparently, they had started six root canals on Friday, but not completed any of them. Just opened the tooth and exposed the nerve, but not actually destroyed it, and left the tooth open with minimal packing and no actual filling. And apparently, they expected my girlfriend to live with that for two weeks with no pain meds. I talked to my dentist about it at a later date, and according to him, this was about the single most painful thing a dentist could do to a person. And had they not taken the appointment the next morning, he was going to hand the pics over to the state's ethics review board. That sounds so painful. Thank God you guys were able to get her in to see your dentist quickly. Let this be a fair warning to anyone who's trying to save a buck on their dentist. Had a gynecologist cough straight into my, you know, didn't cover her mouth, didn't turn away, just spread my legs and coughed. My girlfriend's parents saved money on their room addition by hiring a handyman to install the bathroom fixtures instead of a plumber. He mixed up the hot and cold pipes. It's really, really odd to sit on a toilet full of hot water, feeling the steam rise on your butt. You know, I'm sure that's weird at first, but I can see how that would grow on you. I had a teacher in college that took points off my essay for misspelling ludicrous. She didn't know it was a real word and thought I was referring to a pop artist. Had a professor lose my final exam. When I emailed him about why I was failing, he said, Well, you should have been there for the test. After trying to convince him I was and him not believing me, I showed up to his office and demanded he allow me to go through the scantrons. He threw a pile at me and rolled his eyes, thinking I was using this as a last resort. Nope. Almost 1,200 scantrons later, I pulled mine out and put it on his desk. I made him run it through the machine as I watched. Granted, I understand that he had a lot of students and sometimes scantrons get misplaced, but he shouldn't have been so disbelieving and rude over it. The thing is, I'm sure he has lazy people try and pull moves like this all the time, and probably just didn't want to go through 1,200 scantrons himself. 
A doctor once prescribed me beta blockers to treat anxiety. On my follow-up appointment, I asked him about one of the side effects. He asked me what drug I was on. I explained it was the one he had prescribed me the week before and told him the name of it. The dude proceeds to open a book of prescription drug information and tell me I probably shouldn't be taking it because it could be dangerous. I haven't been back. Maybe look into that kind of thing before prescribing the medication. I had wrecked my mountain bike on a south mountain trail and ripped open my arm pretty good. I also broke two rims, cracked my helmet, and blew out my front shock. I was in and out of consciousness on the road to urgent care. Because it was early Sunday morning, the first two places we went to were closed, and we ended up at a little clinic. This young doctor, three years out of med school, cleaned my wound, pulled all the rock and dirt out of my skin, and then stitched up a large flap of skin that was torn back. He gave me two pain pills and told me to have a good day. Well, apparently you aren't supposed to stitch wounds up like that, and are supposed to let them drain or breathe. I went in two days later to get more pain pills because my arm hurt so bad it was keeping me up at night. The doctor on staff told me I had to be admitted to a hospital with an ER immediately because my whole arm was infected and it was starting to reach my lungs. I had a massive infection that ended up hospitalizing me for days and then I had to have a surgery where they removed a good part of my forearm tissue to let it all regrow. I spent more than a month packing and cleaning out a dollar-sized wound as my tissue regrew. Worst experience of my life. Unfortunately, there's always someone who graduated at the bottom of the class. Professional roofer didn't seal the roof off properly at the end of the day. It rained that night and my parents' attic was filled with water. I'm from Spain and my parents are from Spain as well. I speak Spanish without any accent, not even a local accent. I speak like people on national TV. I'm white. There's no reason for anyone to think I'm a foreigner. But I have a French first name followed by the two most common Spanish last names. So I had a consultation with a psychologist. She had my medical history before the consultation. The first thing she asked was if I was having a hard time adapting to the country. I told her I'd always lived here, but I had a French name because my mom moved to Switzerland when she was 18 and moved back to Spain to give birth to me, so she was used to French names. So she asked me if my parents were having a hard time adapting to the country. I told her that my parents were Spaniards, who had briefly spent time in Switzerland 25 years ago. Then she asked me again if I was finding Spain very different from my home country. At this point, I started getting irritated but went along with it because I wanted psychiatric treatment, and she was the one who had to refer me. During the 45-minute session, she asked me several times if I was having a hard time adapting, and made numerous references to my status as an immigrant. To this day, I still don't know if she was crazy, on drugs, or just not listening to me. Probably the last option, unfortunately. For a profession that's supposed to be very good listeners, a lot of the times they don't do it so well. A sign language interpreter was working in a classroom. She only had one deaf customer. So instead of doing her work, conveying the message between spoken and sign language, she flirted the entire time with a guy who was sitting next to the deaf student. When I was working for an oil change place, I witnessed the manager of 15 years not put the oil in the car and send it on its way. I was working in the pit at a two-bay store. 
While I was changing the diff, fluid on another car, waiting for the oil to drain, the manager did this without checking to see if it was ready. I didn't even get to put the plug back in. What are you doing? It wasn't even ready to put oil in it. The plug is still here. Oh, I thought you were done. You didn't even check if I was done. We found out later that he had just started a new hobby and was fired shortly after. My wife went to a professional conference out of town when she was seven months pregnant with our first child. It was about a four-hour drive from home and she was a little concerned, so she asked me to go with her. She didn't consult with her OBGYN. While we were there, her water broke. We went to the local hospital and they said she was going to be bedridden for the next several weeks, so unless we wanted to stay there, we should get in the car and drive like heck back to our hometown. When we got home, we went directly to the hospital and they admitted her. They kept her in a bed with her feet higher than her head and checked her several times a day for infections. Her OBGYN was nowhere to be found. My wife was a registered nurse at the same hospital where she was staying. Her friends, the other nurses, would come by and chat with her frequently. They let her know that the OBGYN was mad at her for leaving town without telling him and complaining to everyone in the hospital about her. After she'd been there for a couple weeks, the OBGYN showed up. I was in the room along with several of her friends. He smelled very strongly of alcohol. He walked up to the bed without saying anything while putting on a glove. He pulled up her gown and jammed his hand in while everyone was standing there. He then made a few incomprehensible sounds and stormed out. We didn't see him again for a couple weeks. The test for infection finally came back positive, so they were going to induce labor. Her OBGYN showed up, and even though the staff doctors said she could deliver normally, her doctor insisted that she needed a C-section. My wife was really disappointed, but we went along with what he said. We later found out he wanted her to have a C-section because he had a tea time that afternoon and didn't want to miss it. I wanted to complain, but he was the head of the department at the hospital, and my wife said there would be repercussions to her job if we did. This guy just sounds like the worst. When he's acting like that, who cares what he says anymore? Just do what you think is right. If you want to listen to the other doctors, then do that. When I was a teenager, I ended up having to have my first root canal at a new dentist because my father had switched insurance plans. Everything started out normal. But after about an hour into the procedure, the dentist told me that she needed to step out for a moment. At that moment, I still had one of those metal filing toothpicks stuck up into my tooth, so she told me not to close my mouth. I sat there with it open for over an hour. Apparently, she had gone off to do a procedure on another patient because my root canal had run over the time she had allotted for it. Surprise, surprise, my tooth had somehow become infected in this time, and I had to wear a temporary crown for a week and not eat anything that wasn't room temperature while I took antibiotics. When I finally got the permanent crown, it ended up being the brightest shade of white they had. I still haven't been able to get my other teeth to match it without professional whitening. It should be mentioned that this lovely dentist was Orly Tights, the lawyer dentist who later went on to become the head of the Obama birther movement. I was a little surprised when I ended up seeing her on CNN. An electrician touching exposed wiring to see if it was on. I should also mention that he only had three fingers left on that hand. I once saw a professional fire dancer use a fire whip and accidentally set his own hair on fire. He proceeded to flip the heck out.
I'm sure that one's just a hazard of the job. One of my history teachers in high school was a complete jerk. He looked like the villain from Airbud. Red hair, Charlie Brown bulb of hair in the front with a mustache. He had done things like try to rip my papers apart when I stapled the wrong two together, ripped one in half and made me tape it back together. I completely hated the guy. One day, he brought his daughter to school and she wasn't acting the way he wanted. He locked her in the closet in the classroom. The entire school heard about it. Sounds like Child Protective Services might need to hear about it too. When I was around 14 or 15, we moved into a new apartment and I made a new friend. She was around my age and we hung out all the time. We would walk to the corner store a lot and she would go in the back room for lengths of time as I waited. I always wondered what she would do in the back room, but she would change the subject and I didn't worry too much since she wouldn't get in trouble and she was the only friend I had at the time, considering it was summer and I had just moved. Later, I saw her coming out with a cop. She didn't know I was in the store. When she saw me, she told me everything and told me not to tell anyone. Story is, she'd been sleeping with this cop for the past three months. He worked security at the convenience store part-time. He was an actual police officer. I stayed quiet but couldn't believe how someone that was there to protect us was sleeping with a 14 or 15 year old in the back of a store. Also, how the owners allowed it and looked the other way. Worst part is he became really good friends with her mom. She never suspected a thing. He used his uniform to earn trust and abuse his power. She said she was in love with him. I stopped hanging out with her so much and we moved a couple months later. I was taking some long distance courses in order to complete my university degree. One particular class was an economics class. The professor for that semester was filling in for the regular and had never taught long distance before and was using the regular professor's materials. No big deal, it's really not that hard. So midterms roll around. We write the multiple choice midterm and our proctors mail it back to them. Being as there are people across the country and often in other countries taking the course, the tests take a while to come back and be graded. Cool, no problem. So one day we log into the online courseware and see that our grades are posted, along with a very long and ranty email from the professor. The entire class failed the midterm. She insisted that she double and triple check the answer key and that it was right and that she never had such a thing happen before. She also admonished us for not studying hard enough and that we really had to work to pass the final. As you can imagine, there was nothing but uproar amongst the class. No one could believe that not even one person passed the midterm. So we waited for the midterms to be returned to us. Along the way, she decided to compromise and offer us a very fair final, doubling all the midterm marks so they were where they should be and to use the better mark between the two for the course grade as long as the final was passed. Now it's three weeks before the final and everyone is flipping out to ensure we completely understand the material. Online study groups are created with questions and discussions abound. Then midterms began arriving back at students' homes. We began posting questions about the answers. Why was X wrong for question A? The professor gave very lengthy and detailed answers for the first few that had been posted. We were confused. The answers that she had given us were to questions that weren't on our midterms. The professor went silent. After berating us for being idiots and insisting it wasn't her fault, the professor profusely apologized for inadvertently correcting all the exams using the answer key for a different version of the exam. 
had a locksmith try and fix an atrium door we have in our house. Something in the deadbolt mechanism broke and it refused to retract. This guy came in and couldn't get the lock apart. That is to say, he couldn't figure out how to get the bolts out and tried to get the faceplate off with a pry bar. Then he decided he needed to take the slab out of the opening, except the hinges were tamper-proof. So once the pins were out, he still couldn't get the door out. He tried prying the crap out of the hinges with another larger pry bar, damaging the door in the process. The next day, I was able to get the bolts out and got the door open myself. What the heck, dude? Maybe it was just his first day. Let me just start by saying I've had a peanut and nut allergy since infancy. When I was in preschool, there was a day that they were serving PB&J sandwiches. Me, being the smart little squeaker I was, called attention to the fact that I can't eat PB&J because I'm allergic to peanuts. One of my teachers came over to me, grabbed my sandwich, opened it up, and wiped the side with mostly peanut butter against the edge of a table and put it back together and gave it to me. I gave her a dead, confused, and repulsed stare, followed by a courteous, Can I have something else, please? The girl then fetched me broccoli and cheddar soup, and I ate that instead with pride. Later, of course, I told my mother, who rose up all hell. I mean, seriously, what the heck? Not only should my teachers have known about my allergies, but they should have had the sense to know that even the smallest amount of peanut butter will still in fact cause an allergic reaction. I had an electrician who claimed he could do network cabling. Added three network points the same way you added power sockets, by running a spur from one existing network point. The result? Four network points in the office, perfect in every way, except that you could only use one at a time. I don't think that's the result you wanted. When I was six, I was sent to a therapist for ADHD. He decided to give me 11 different medications over the course of a few months. They made me appear to be completely insane. My behavior became strange and violent. My parents eventually made me a day patient at the local asylum because they caught me talking to things that weren't there. Thankfully, the therapist there got me off the cocktail and told my parents to sue the original therapist. I still remember the nightmares and hallucinations that would blend together. Let this be a lesson to always get a second opinion. After some severe bleeding, I went to the ER to see if maybe I'd had a miscarriage. Up till this point, there hadn't been any reason to think I may have been pregnant. The doctor ran a test and came back to tell me, Congratulations, you're fertile, Myrtle, and yes, it miscarried. When I was a teen, I went to the ER because I had been bit by a cat. The doctor told me I should take antibiotics and asked what kind I wanted. To clarify, I'm not a doctor, nor was I one at age 13. I told the psych doctor in a mental facility that I had mood swings sometimes, but that they were always caused by something and were not random. Then he asked me if I ever saw or heard things. I said, aside from two or three of those minor, unreal images we all have when we're trying to wake up, nothing really. That was probably the wrong thing to say, because then he diagnosed me with having schizoaffective disorder. It tore my parents apart and I had to explain to them several times that this guy was full of crap and blowing things out of proportion. Fortunately, my next doctor wasn't so quick to rush to judgment. My coworker doesn't know how to transfer calls. She just tells people to hang up and call us again and ask the receptionist for someone else. I feel like we all have that one coworker, right?
In fourth grade, I hurt my ankle during recess and told my teacher I thought it was broken. I mean, my ankle had swelled to the size of an orange. Of course, the teacher dismissed me and had me go to the nurse who said it was just a little sprain. I walked home that day, eight blocks, with a shattered ankle. When I got home, I showed my mom and we went to the ER and I had to wear a cast for eight weeks. Thanks, teach. I work as a summer rec director for the local school district, so I basically spent my days watching 30 children of various ages run around a playground and get into trouble. Now, some of these kids have special needs, and in that case, may have an aide to help keep an eye on them. One day, some boys around 10 found a hornet's nest in the ground, and unknown to me, decided to poke it with a stick. This understandably ticked off the bees, so they started to swarm around the area. I realized and started to warn the kids to stay away. While I did, a boy named Tim with autism started wandering over, oblivious to the problem in my shouts. His aide just stood there and watched him do it. I ran across the park, grabbed him, and carried him away, slapping the bees the whole time. He got stung five times, twice in the face. The aide said she had a phobia of bees and didn't want to get too close. I'm sorry, but it's your job. You gotta take one for the team there. You grab the kid and you run. I'm sure you have a phobia of being hit by cars too. You wouldn't just let him walk into the street. I applied for an apartment at a nice apartment complex in my town, and several months later, I got a phone call about a maxed out credit card I didn't own. As it turns out, the guy who processed credit checks was opening credit cards with the info on rental applications and maxing them out. He was genuinely surprised when he got caught. According to the arresting officer, he had over 50 stolen cards when they arrested him. I had a situation like this happen at a place where I once worked where you could open a credit card in the store. One of the employees had a thing going where he was filling out fake applications and getting credit cards under other people's names. I remember the day the police came in and walked him out in handcuffs. You're always going to get caught doing something like that eventually. When working in a salon, this one girl would burn women on purpose with a curling iron if they annoyed her. She didn't last long. Bad attitude won't get you far. Well, yeah, you can't have an employee who's assaulting the customers. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.